What's up, everybody? We're back. I got a hot cup of coffee. I got Byron Horton on the other line, and we are ready for another episode. Finally, it's been a long time coming, of Coffee with Cody. Hunting season edition. We are, we are in the midst of it, Byron. Oh, it is full send, my friend. I have yet to talk to you on the phone. You had shot a nice buck here in the last week, and man, dude, it is mid-October. I mean, it is full blown, man. I I'm jacked up. Uh, I don't have the best lead on a buck. So that, that is driving me crazy, but, uh, it's here. Yeah, man. I cannot believe how quick the last few weeks has gone by. I mean, we, we talked in late September and we were kind of game planning on early season. It was actually right before you headed to Kentucky. Um, and man, it's already, it's already the 15th of October. It's yeah. There's, there's one down. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man. Uh, there's been a, it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, and, and we could not have asked for better weather to kick the season off. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get into some of those details of your hunt in early October. But, you know, the, the addiction staff also has been having a great early part of season, um, knocking down some quality bucks and, and a good number of bucks at that, too. Yeah, man. I mean, there's – I've been seeing it all across the board with just uh, custom gear customers – in general, like a lot of people um, are getting out with these new setups that they got and they're getting into a groove and, and they're moving a little bit more and they're connecting. Like it's been awesome. Um, there's been a lot, lot of good testimonials out there and a lot of people, you know, being successful with the new stuff. Yeah. And I think we should plug a uh, fan Friday. So, so every Friday on, on the custom gear, uh, Instagram story. We're loving seeing, you know, customers and staff guys posting their setups, cool mobile hunting picks. Like that is something that I think a lot of people are liking um, because it is something that, you know, you may see something where a guy has his double sticks on there and attaches them in a certain method. And, and maybe that's something you use going forward. I know my, uh, my setup this year is like 13 pounds lighter than two years ago. And like just the, <laughs> the way I can scout and walk through the timber is so much easier. The camera arm, one piece, small, easy to set up. Um, it, it's so much better than even two years ago. Yeah, dude. It, it's funny because I get a lot of people that are saying the same thing that you are. And I'm kind of thinking like, well, you know, I mean, it's been, you know, this stuff is just coming out for a lot of people, but I mean, I don't know if I've shaved 13 pounds off. I've been pretty light here for a while. I mean, I've, I've, I switched over to the two stick method years ago and, um, was always pretty low compact. I had the Frankenstein as you know, but even now, like what I'm jazzed about is to see my baby really shine now. Like the, the 0.5 last year was like, okay, we need to do it. Like at first we were hesitant of making, making it. And after I, you know, just pounded the 1.0 all year last year. And then a little bit of the ambush. Um, it was just one of those things like, okay, it's got to be done. And now having it and hunting with the actual production final model, I'm just, I mean, it's just, I couldn't be more than pleased. And, um, you know, along those lines of like customizing setups and stuff. So I've been getting a lot of people that have been following along. I've been trying to do more, you know, just real time um, kind of, follow me along through the season if you will yeah um, and, and dude i am very impressed with the product you're putting out there because for for a couple of years we've said dude it'd be cool if, if cody you kind of documented your hunts video style 
And, and for those, those of you that haven't clicked Cody's story, like it's, you know, you get a little insight to what you're thinking on your setups. You give pretty cool little, like, you know, showing your style, what you're doing, what you're thinking. And then there's some buck footage. I mean, you, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, man, there's, there's, you know, and it's, I've been wanting to do this for, for years now. It's just the, it's pulling the trigger and actually doing it. And I've always filmed, but now I'm, I'm looking at it differently. I'm not looking at like filming the hunts. I'm looking at documenting my process. So, and you know, I apologize. I mean, I'm sure they're probably hard to watch or whatnot, but I wanted to be as transparent and just as cut and dry as possible to make it easier on myself. I'm not a video producer or anything like that, but, um, and that's the thing. And I've even, so I, it was driving me nuts because, so I'm down in Illinois, right? I'm trying to document, like, you know, when I went out and I was scouting, I kicked up that buck and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm taking the camera with me at all times and I'm uploading these videos and the reception is so horrible down there. So like, and I, but, and then I get another one in the queue and then I get another one and I'm trying to, then I realize when I go back and watch them, like it, it like other shorter ones uploaded quicker than the other ones. Mm. So, so like they started to mix up and like, you'd hear me talk about, you know, one thing in reverse. So anyway, I mean, it, it, it's been, I'm working out the kinks, man, but I think anybody um, who's been following along, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on it. So hopefully people enjoy it and, and they're liking it, but, and hopefully it'll get better as it goes on. But um, yeah. Yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and and honestly, it's funny. Your your Instagram is kind of how I learned of this buck being killed. Like there was no text exchange. You and I have postponed a phone call for this podcast in particular, so yeah. that I I can ask the questions. I can give like a oh, hearing a story firsthand experience. You know. You know what's crazy? And this might I don't know. I might I might get this may be kind of messed up in a way, but. I didn't like the only person that I told about that deer, like personally, it was my wife. Like, and, that, and, and I just, ever since I can remember, like, I always, I just call her right away when I shoot one. And like, um, I mean, for years, you know, going back years and years and years, and it's just something that we kind of, you know, it, you know, she expects that call. And when, when the phone rings at that certain time, and I, and it's weird because every time I call her, she knows right when she answers the phone and she's like, she's like, you got it done. And I'm like, and I'm always like, yeah, like, you know, and so it, it's cool. But, um, so yeah, but I didn't tell anybody. So I actually got a couple texts that were kind of like, Oh, like, like nice to know you shot like, Oh, nice to know you shot one. But dude, honestly, I've just been, I've taken a step back for me, uh, this year in general in, in everything that the season entails and what it means to me. And I've, been more active on the social media but as far as everything else I've been just immersing myself in the process in the timber in the deer just in enjoying it I've been smelling the roses and I've just been not like not worrying about anything like uh and and it's just been it's been refreshing and even with the camera thing um it's just it's a different take on the season and I feel like I'm getting back to where I used to be before it got complicated I guess yeah yeah I would I can hear it in your voice just in that last explanation 
you've got a pep in your step, man. I, I feel like you got a good perspective, a little positive and, vibes going on. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's refreshing. Well, and it's, and, and some would say like, oh yeah, of course you got a pep in your step. You just shot a buck, but like, it's funny, but I was actually talking, I was talking to, um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody and it was probably like a day before, before I killed. And he was like, dude, he's like, you're, and I was just completely, and he said the exact same thing. He's like, oh, he's like, you just seem like you're in a, in a better mood. Or you're just like, kind of not. And I think it was about hunting, but I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out there. And I'll find one and I'll kill one. Like, you know, and, and, um, but I got to find him first and this is the process and just, you know, not thinking ahead, enjoying the time spent out there and enjoying the actual process and the chase is just, um, it's what it's all about. And it's cool getting back to that. So, um, just having a different, different outlook on it this year is, has helped me. And honestly, a big contribution to that thing is like, and I'm sure you're probably wondering a lot of people out there like, Oh, is he pulling cameras? Is he pulling cars? Is he, is he doing this? Is he still sticking with it? And I, I answer you absolutely not. You know, I've, I've, um, you know, haven't looked at any cards, haven't touched a camera and, and it jacks me up. It's one of the things that's, I think, helping me be so, you know, in tune with what's going on. I firmly believe that cameras have taken out, they've taken out woodsmanship. They've taken out the, the mystery. The, they've the, taken out what they've taken out what hunting is. They really have. I mean, I mean, and it, it can be a good tool and there's guys like yourself that are using them, you know, in accordance and using them out of the, but it does, it removes something from the process. Like, dude, I can't tell you how jacked up I am when, a, when I see times through the timber. Cause I, cause I have no idea, Byron, what it is. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to look back on in my mind. Like, Oh, that's, that's the eight with the, with the, with the crab claw or like, Oh, this is the, that's the 10. Oh, this is that small 140. That, there's none of that. It's like the unknown mm -hmm. and the unknown excites me. And, um, you know, I know for some people that can be depressing, you know, but, or not knowing if they have a deer of the caliber, but it's like when you, when you remove that, that factor, I think there's a lot more enjoyment in it and that's what I'm experiencing. So it, it, nice. it's cool. Well, I think we should, we, we obviously need to break this down and I'm sure the listeners are like, are they going to get to the buck breakdown? Um, I think we need to start with the fact that you started your season out of state. Um, can, can I ask why and what was your thought process there uh, kicking that season off um, in Illinois? My, my thought process on this year is going back to five years ago. I mean, and, and not that I haven't been successful in the last five years, but like, I thought, I think back to when I used to be more fly by night with hunting and, and, and I don't, maybe that's not the right word, but so, and a lot of people, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. So I used to always start somewhere out of state just to, man, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I had no, I had no reason because I had not stepped on foot on that property until or since last November or no, maybe December. I was there one time. No, I think it was Thanksgiving. I haven't stepped foot on that property until since Thanksgiving of last year. 
Okay. I mean, I just, it, it, that's just typically the way, and it's even, and people get shocked when I tell them that, but it's the same way with the, with the home farm, the farm that's down the road, any lease that I might have, like I do not badger those pieces and I don't scout and I don't do anything out of season. It's just, and it's one of those unknown factors too. It's like, so I was just looking forward to, you know, a fresh slate, just getting out, you know, being in my trailer, um, just kind of being by myself, just hanging out a little bit. Um, and there were some other guys hunting down there. Um, but just getting away, I guess I was just in okay. need of a getaway. And that's where I, I thought I'd start. And so, um, so it wasn't like, um, Oh, let me ask this. Obviously the home farm, home turf, you, you, I would assume you would never leave the home turf if you had a bead on something there that was, was something you were after. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Now I have no beads on anything. So oh. now everything, everything is literally just, there's no difference between, between, uh, my honey, a honey hole piece or between, a, a a new piece I've acquired. Like I literally even thought the other day, um, I got a, a lead on a piece, uh, or just a lead, I guess, or, a, a reference of a good piece of ground in North Dakota. And it's like, Oh, well maybe I'll go up there. Cause I don't really know. I mean, now that there could be a giant in the backyard that I don't know about, but, but whatever. <laughs> But that's what I'm getting at. There is no, um, there's none of that. Okay. So let me ask this. Did you drive down either a day before and do some glassing or did you literally the day before season, I'm, I'm taking the trailer, the, the, you know, and, and head down there or, or did you go a day early? Um, I got down there. No, I got down there. Literally, I got down there probably – 8 30 p.m in the dark mm. before hunting the next day and just you know went in went in the first morning with the with the the point five on my back and i actually got into some bucks that first morning i i i, I actually walked in i bumped two deer that were sparring it, it was cold man i have never i haven't hunted southern illinois with a with, with temps like that that early i don't i don't know ever yeah, yeah, it was a phenomenal like kind of uh, October opener for those states, uh, really across the Midwest. Um, you said you bumped or, or, or heard bucks sparring in the dark. Did you? I guess your first sit there, walking in, did you just say, "Hey, I'm going to go to location X"? I guess why? Why were you going to this this, now, this first yeah. sit? Yeah, so I mean, if you look at if you look at the breakdown overall, now this being like now this this is a piece that I've hunted before, so I I do have. But like I said, you know, and even every time when I'm in this position, I, I think about years past and I think about, you know, whatever. And I try not to do that. I try and just look at it as a new piece. So I was looking to systematically see what was going on on this entire farm. Like now I have no cameras. I have, I have no prior intel. I mean, other than like talking to a couple guys that, that actually hunt the farm, they had been running cameras. They are both kind of, um, uh, you know, I mean, in their heads about where they're going or whatever. But I even tried to like, it's funny because they were like a little bit out of shape with me because they start, they would start talking about like, oh, like, well, like, uh, what do you think about this? Or like, uh, where are you going to go? And I just be like, oh, and I changed the subject and just like, just because I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to think about, and I just wanted to get out there, get in the timber, find where I need to be set up and get into some action. And that's exactly what I did. And I was trying to keep it. I need to keep myself from overthinking. Okay. So that's, that's what, you know, but, but in a general game plan, it was, okay, I have no cameras. I have no prior knowledge. Well, I need to gain that knowledge now. 
The only way to gain that knowledge is to go and see what is going on. If I have nothing telling me, nothing buzzes on my phone. I don't see fucking pictures, you know, or nothing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I, and that's just like what everything is nowadays. So, um, I got out there, I started in one corner of the property and I ultimately killed. It's, it's funny now that I look at this, I, and without even thinking about it, I ultimately hit the, the whole property in, in quadrants and ended up killing in like the fourth quadrant I hit. Okay. If you would look, if you would kind of think of that, but where a lot of people get hung up is even, even now, um, like if you check my story here in like the Iowa hunt, I got so many messages. Oh, why'd you, why'd you leave there? Like you were seeing bucks, like there's good sign. You didn't think that was the buck that I'm just like, well, I, I just, it's not what I'm looking for. Like I, and I just know it's not what I'm looking for. So I'm moving on. So it's the same, same principle. Um, you know, yeah. I got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. So let me steer you back to this opening morning hunt. You, you obviously go into, to an area, uh, was it a, an area you could so, get visual advantage or what was your thought? Yep, so there was actually, I went, I actually went pretty deep and pretty thick right off the bat. Um, there's the entire property was in a, was actually in beans. So I knew that deer wouldn't be, well, there was a lot of corn bordering, but I was anticipating deer using the, using the bedding areas for actually bedding a lot of times early they'll be out in the corn or whatever and they'll be kind of scarce in the timber so i just went to an area that i could you know me i'm not one for like straight up observation stands Mm -hmm. i don't don't like to see so i knew that i wanted to be able to kill opening morning so um what i did was i found looking at a corner of the property I just said, okay, now let me look at this corner. What would be the best spot, just best overall spot as far as a transition goes to the places that I knew these deer were eating and I knew they were feeding and feeding and and I got, that's where I started. I got in there in the dark and then I let what I seen in the dark dictate where I actually ended up. And if I wouldn't have, I was actually going to set up, I probably would have, seen both those bucks what they were and probably could have killed both of them if I would have set up where I was originally thinking but I just kind of I went I pushed in a little too deep a little deeper than I normally would for some reason and I ended up literally pushing them out I was like 10 yards from them they were they were sparring they weren't huge I could hear them you know you can tell the dense denseness of the rack or whatever um but I knew I was in the game right off the bat and then that morning I seen some seen some good deer but then when the sun came up and I and I kind of um did some looking around I just moved on okay so I guess how like I I know you're you you know you do the morning post you sit maybe that first hour or I I can't see you sitting more than two just kind of knowing who you are if if you kind of didn't like like what you saw that first hour walk me through you know the 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 get tearing down you know you just uh, had your first hang of the year what did you go and do at that point kind of after your morning post what were you looking for what did you find that you liked and, and i i immediately that i immediately went back to the to camp to the trailer and started fitting with all my shit because because um i mean you find out anybody who says this doesn't happen is a bullshitter when that when you go on that first hunt and it's the first day of the season, first time you go out, like there's holes in your system. 
and there's like there's shit that didn't go right or didn't go as you thought it would or like so there was a handful of shit little little tweaks and mods that I had to do to my stuff that I didn't like that I wasn't efficient with that like I you know now kind of coming in like especially now with this different camera setup trying to film this this you know it, it was just so literally i didn't even i was like well i'm not even gonna look for any deer so i'm not even gonna do any poking around because i need to get my shit in order and i need to know i'm ready ready for war so i went back um to uh to camp and just started messing with my stuff like i think i had to i actually put a double seat cushion on the stand i did some did some taping to the stand i put like and it's funny because like getting into this so i'm actually going to do a full-on video of my exact mods of the so everybody knows i hunt with the 0.5 and and two compacts i've said that Mm -hmm. well this this is a video going through on all the little details and the things that i put on my personal setup that you might be um kind of intrigued with or or like how I set it up and how I'm super efficient and the little things that I do to it to make me more efficient like yeah so anyway so that's what I kind of went back and I I I refined that and finalized that little system and I remember by like by like two o'clock I was like okay it's game on now like now I'm like I'm ready like nothing's gonna stand in my way like now I'm not gonna trip over my own feet I'm ready to rock um and then I went I pushed in and just did some, did some scouting on the way in for that evening post. And, um, one thing I was looking at was I was trying to key in being that it was cold. Um, I knew the deer were going to be moving in general, but I just wanted to see, I just wanted to generally see the entire property. So I, my, my system, my systematic approach to it was just to slowly move through, um, the property in a way in which the wind permitted, if that makes sense. So like, I mean, I'm not, obviously I can't, there was, I wanted to start off at a different corner of the property just because I would have liked to sit there better. I think I would have seen more deer, but I, I couldn't because of the wind. So yeah. Do you, do you like to scout with the, the wind right in your face or do you kind of like a crosswind? No, I like, and I think we, we touched a little bit on a, yeah, on a the bump and dump podcast. We talked a little bit. I personally, you know, despite what, what dad says, what other guys do, I personally like the wind in my face. Like I just, because, you know, and where, wherever that deer is bedding or wherever that is and whatever may happen, like I know that a deer is not going to directly catch my wind in the way that I'm walking. Like, and I, and if I have my wits about me and my eyes and I'm looking, um, but more so I didn't start doing using my tactic of like trying to bump up deer right off the bat. I just wanted to see where the deer were frequenting. Cause like every year. So prime example, um, I, I know where the oak trees are on this, um, on this uh, piece. Right. So I, I just, I know where the oaks are held. Like some years they drop, some years they don't, some years there's a bumper crop, some years they're very sparse. So what, what landed me actually in my second um, day was just due to those acorns. And so I went, checked that out. I seen acorns were dropping. Was the, was the whole ridge tore up? No, but I knew that since those acorns were dropping, there'd be deer frequenting them. And, and I wanted to see what was coming in that area. So that was the morning where I was actually like freaking getting smacked. They were falling on my head and cracking me in the face. <laughs> uh, they were dropping pretty hard. And I seen, I seen three bucks that morning. They were all really, really small little bucks. 
the first two were I could have shot and came nice and close. And that third one was that buck that I just got a glimpse of that I ended up kicking up. So that then it became like, okay, here is a potential, here is a potential, um, you know, um, shooter deer. Now we got to get a little bit more gorilla with this and and kind of dive in deeper from there. Yeah, uh, and that's what I did and and documented from that sit. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask this as far as uh, the the oaks, you could tell they were hot this year as far as deer were using them. Could you see any buck sign or did you catch any better tracks uh, even from the buck you might have kicked up or anything that made you say, okay, th this is this is happening? Or did you just say oaks are falling this year? This is generally a good time of, uh, a year to hunt these oaks. Any, any yeah, additional I, thoughts I, to the setup? I knew, I knew they would be hitting those oaks early. I didn't even... And that's the thing too. I, I think sometimes people look a lot deeper than they need to with shit like that. Like if, if you got a good Oak flat and they're dropping and you can see the deer are hitting them, like, like it doesn't need to be completely shredded for you to, to, to fall in the luck there. I mean, I've seen, I've had good bucks, like good 150, 55 inch deer come through um, in the past, give me five yard opportunities you know, on a, on a ridge or an oak flat that looked like it was barely touched. Mm. You know I mean? It's just like, and they might come in, man, it was cool. I got some really good footage, man. They, they started just cracking them things like so loud when they eat them, you can almost hear them like a, a, a ridge over, but yeah. So I just, I knew I had a really good win for that spot. It was a good, good place to get some Intel on. And I knew the deer would be hitting those acorns. So I didn't look any deeper into it than that. There, there could have been, you know, a sign over the next ridge, but I also don't like to push deeper than I need to. And it's funny because this second morning, um, so the first morning was like, I did the opposite. I should have set up, but I pushed in deeper and I kicked up those two deer. So the second morning I go in with that in mind and I wanted to get on the second ridge, but I was like, oh no, th this looks good enough. I'll just get on this first ridge. If I would have been on that second ridge, I would have killed the buck I only got a glimpse of, which was the biggest of the three that I seen that morning. And it just, it just solidified in my mind that I knew exactly what I was doing. And I should have been where I wanted to be originally. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you got to roll with the punches too. So yeah, looks so, good. So let me ask this. So it, after day two morning, what did your midday scout look like from there? Because you saw some, some better bucks at a distance. Was that when the, the bump uh, occurred? I, I believe yeah, so I, I, that buck skirted me and I got the binos on him and I could just see this tree bending over this mm -hmm. little sapling. I mean like, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, this is, this could be a good one. And I could just, I'm looking through and I could just see the tips of tines, you know, and it looked like, I'm like, Oh, that looks like a good cage. And, you know, I couldn't tell. And he moseyed off and I knew, and he headed out into this tent tenure field. And I'm like, okay, he's, and my wind was freaking right. So I had it in my mind as soon as he, as soon as he left, I'm like, okay, well, I'll find, I'll find out what that buck was. Mm -hmm. And I, I finished out the morning, seen a couple more does. And then I got down and I was literally, I thought for sure in my mind, I was like, that was a shooter and he's about to die in, in a couple <laughs> hours. Or at the very latest next morning, like I just, cause like the glimpse I caught of him, I'm like, okay, it's game on. This is going to be a very quick seal the deal to this, to this, this, uh, this opening weekend. And 
when I got in there, so, and like I said on the story, I mean, my, one of three things was going to happen. It, it was like, I was either going to sneak in and kill him in a few hours when he got out of his bed, or I was going to sneak in, figure out what he was, come back, kill him next morning, or I was just going to not, not want to pursue him and leave. And uh, the third thing is what happened, but how I did that, I, I mean, I creeped up in there and I knew he was going to be bedded in that area. Just it, it was just prime bedding right there. Mm -hmm. And the way he was like kind of staging around rubbing trees. And I just, I, I knew he was sitting down. So I went in real nice and cat like, and, um, and actually um, bumped him and he had no idea. He never seen me. Never. He, he bumped. Cause he, I think I might've, he might've heard me. He didn't win me. I know that. Cause if he did, he wouldn't have stuck around and he jumped up and he did a couple, couple um, bounds and was actually standing right in the CRP and trying to find, trying to see what the hell he ran from. And he's looking at me and there was a lot more footage than what I, uh, than the little clips that I put on the story, but he was standing there. And, um, so what I did was I kicked him out of there. Uh, first I got the binos on him seeing he was only like a, you know, a mainframe, you know, I don't know what he was. I think he was a nine pointer, but he just, he wasn't the caliber of deer I was looking for. So, um, and as soon as I knew that, it didn't matter what the hell I did. So I just, I, I bugged him out of there. And then but I, you're going to send me that pin, right, sir? <laughs> I, will, I will send you that. I will, I'll give you the exact location. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I, um, and it's, well, it's funny, actually. I, I think I even said to a couple of the other guys, I'm like, hey, there's a, there's a decent one over there if anybody is interested or whatever. But um, so then, yeah, so then I just moved on. Okay. Uh, so, so that, that was kind of the end of, of your day two midday scout. Where do you pick up the pieces then for, for the evening hunt, knowing that buck's not what I'm after. I, I need to, uh, again, relocate a, a, an area. So I actually, so that, that third day I picked up a track or that second day I picked up a track, um, on a farther corner uh, around another quadrant of the property, you will, that I seen, I just went and did a little poking around and I didn't want to, and that's the thing. I think people hear, people hear me preach or, or about like this, the aggressive tactics and stuff. And by, by no means was I wanting to go in there and there's other guys hunting the farm. Like I wasn't completely just freaking tramping through the place. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm systematically scouting it to find out some information, but I'm not going, I'm not trucking through bedding areas and stuff. I just got there. Like there's no, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fuck this place up and go kick deer out of the bed. Like I, I don't do like, and it may even look like I was doing that on the video, but that was very, that was, that was a very strategic approach to that. I knew there was one buck right in there. I, I literally eased in 80 yards, kicked him out of there. And then I looped back around that entire area. So I wouldn't kick any more deer out of that bedding area. So like, you know, I looped way back out there. I knew that that CRP was hold that deer, that CRP is probably holding at least 10 deer that morning. And I didn't want, I didn't want to just go freaking wreck the whole place. Cause I might've been hunting there that night. So I actually went to the border then and I started, um, and I went to a different quadrant just to kind of see what was going on there. And I picked up a track and I actually do believe this is the track of the deer that I killed because it was fucking huge. Where, and, uh, can I ask this? Where did you pick up the track? And, and, you know, I, pi I picked up a track just on, on a, uh, 
on an edge of a, a bean field. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I seen it, I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a, this is a freaking huge track. Like, you know, I'm like, all right. And, um, in my mind, I'm like, well, this is this, I didn't even want to look any further. Cause I've had really good lucks hunting, hunting just tracks. And I didn't want to go booger up this whole, like, there's a lot of ridges and a lot of, there's a lot of bedding in this, in this area. So, right. I mean, and you can easily go blow stuff out. And if you want to hunt, if I'm, when I'm looking to hunt something that night, I definitely don't go trash through it. Maybe the next morning I will, but I found that track and um, I was willing to bet that that buck was going to come back out, you know, to that field at some point in time. So, um, the, Cody, the bean field, was it completely brown at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There's, okay. they're not, yeah. It was completely, it was completely brown. Um, there was, uh, but, you know, this is, this is, uh, theoretically too, the time where, and there wasn't, there's not a whole lot of scrapes, uh, nothing really lighting up like that. I mean, it's early, nothing's doing that, but I knew that shit was about to be doing that, you know? So even in this area, I just knew that that buck was, that track told me that he was passing through this field, whether he was going out to the alfalfa, which I, I thought he was like, there's a big alfalfa field, 500 yards over a kitty corner across that field out of some bedding i just thought okay he's probably heading out of out of this timber in the evening because there's a bunch of bedding knobs and he's probably just skirting this bean field and then he's heading out to that that green stuff to eat that was that was my what i was thinking okay i popped on there for the evening and actually had which could have been that track but i don't think it was that evening i actually had a um and this evening's story didn't get posted. I still have the stuff and I might throw it on there, but I didn't, I didn't because I waited too long and I actually killed the next morning. So I was like, Oh, I can't post yesterday's shit after this stuff now. So I started overthinking it, but I had a, I had a probably like 140 upper thirties, maybe 140, very, very heavy um, eight pointer come through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like I was, I went in to stand on my back. I, I hunted where the wind permitted and he comes out and right in the general area and he had a good body on him, but didn't look like he was laying the track that I seen. Um, and he actually worked through and I seen about three or four does work through. So, um, but then after sitting and after thinking about it, I'm like, I'm like, all right, uh, maybe that was his track. He was a big deer. He was heavy. Like he was an older deer for sure. And I'm like, shit. Okay. Well, now I'm back to square one. Sure. Um, and then, Start, so then I, starting to that? doubt, starting to doubt, you know, because you you saw a big deer yeah. in the area after finding the track, you're kind of like, man, like this might not well, be the, 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 the lead you're looking for. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, all right, well screw that. That's not, I mean, he's not a, a, a he's not big enough. So then I just started looking at, I'm like, okay, well then, you know, even at night, and when I woke up the next morning for, um, when I woke up the next morning, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, it still could have been, let me go somewhere. Let me go somewhere that I'm safe. If that track wasn't his, but I can also get into some new, some deer, you know, some, some new deer essentially, or, mm-hmm. or like check out another piece. So, and I knew that there was some more Oaks to way you know, on this other end. And I wanted to check that. So I kind of met in the middle and I said, you know what, I'm going to go in in the dark. And, 
in the direction where this track is going, like this deer could be covering some ground. I've seen them. I've seen them go, I mean, clear mile and, um, you know, every day on a pattern. So what I did, yeah, is I went in dark and then um, actually went into a hedge thicket, which for any who doesn't know, like it's super thick. Uh, it, like you can't, a lot of people get deterred from hunting stuff like that just because for one, you can't cover any sort of distance and like there's limbs everywhere, but that's really like, that's the way I hunt. Like I, I'm usually setting up on specific trails. I'm setting up super close. Like, I love that. It jacks me up. I love that, that intimate closeness with the deer. And, um, so I love going in these hedge tickets. So I go in there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to scout on the way in. I'm going to hang for something that could potentially be hitting those oaks. That's making their way back into this hedge to bed because that's just, you know, it's what they do. They, they bet in that, they bet all over in that stuff. So, and now when I, now when you, when I say hedge thicket and bedding area, this is a 60 acre chunk of timber. This isn't like a, mm. Oh, look, there's a little like 20 foot by 20 foot bedding section. Like, no, this is, this is a, this is a big chunk of timber. So um, I went in and actually um, I ended up being just, I ended up stashing the second stick. I was one stick high in a hedge tree, um, just like I always do. Um, and I was hunting um, the, a main trail that transitioned from where those oaks were to the bedding and the one that I could get away perfectly for what the wind was doing that morning. And I, shit, Byron, I know I probably wasn't sitting down for 15 minutes when I seen that cage coming through the timber and I knew as soon as I seen it, I'm like, Oh, he's a shooter. Like, now, now let me ask this. Was he coming from that alfalfa field where you kind of surmised that that track was coming? No, from- he was, no, he was coming from where the Oaks were. Okay. So, he was so coming from where the, so, I mean, but um, like, that's, that's where like, I, you know, it's still, there's still that chance because them deer work a lot of ways. He could have been going out there one night over to the other place one night it that track could have been from that other eight point mm-hmm. but the whole thing was like where i ended up that third day had to do with that track and it had to do with those oaks and it had to do with like the bedding that i knew of so this this describes was, yeah this is pretty cool because you are literally taking some in-season scouting with kind of like the blueprint knowledge of the piece and you're kind of like surgically going after these couple better locations and now you're you you've kind of fine-tuned this this morning at this point um between these these couple oh you know knowledge of the piece the track observation you're covering another step here this third morning this is pretty sweet okay continue on sir yeah and i've eliminated i've eliminated certain spots and now i'm and when i seen so i knew um as soon as i caught glimpse um his right side coming through, I seen a big four and a big swooping beam. I'm like, Oh man, this is a good buck and knew instantly. And, um, and that's where like, if I would have been typically like a lot of people do, everybody tries to hog an area and I really try and stray away from that. And so this tree that I was in and like, you know what hedge trees look like they're, they're mm-hmm. freaking wild. So just getting in a spot, like you, you essentially got one or two lanes, like maybe. And that lane quote unquote is going to be just like shooting a trail. So I, I hugged tight to the one trail that I thought was going to be, you know, my best option instead of step, I could have actually stepped back 
and tried to get like, okay, well, I can sort of hit this one and then that one. And then like, if he comes right through this area, I'll get lucky. And, but I didn't like, I went to the tree that was like, okay, I have a nice opening. I'll have a eight to 12 yard shot at this deer. And, but it's going to be a money shot, like, and it's game over. And I might miss out on the other stuff, but like, I'm hunting this one trail. That's all I care about. So, and sure as shit, he comes moseying through there and he makes that turn and starts coming right into that, um, right into my one trail that I'm set up for picture. Perfect. Um, I always set my stands up in the exact same fashion where I'm shooting right over my left knee. It, that same exact thing, you know, happened, went on and, and it was just a, it was a perfect execution. Okay. And I, maybe I couldn't tell from the, the GoPro footage or, or the camera footage. Um, I thought, I swear, I thought you drew and it was almost like you were shooting back uh, on the other side of the tree. So where I was, where I set the stand. So picture a hedge tree that is gnarly, right? And it's coming up and then it had a huge like steering wheel sized limb that actually split and it leaned forward. My platform was right on the right side of that split because uh, I was using that for like cover. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting down facing, facing forward right over my left knee, right? Or actually direct track of my left knee is that big tree. So what I actually had to do because, so this trail and my opening was right over the left knee. I can also, and I've done this in the past and I like doing this. I can also shoot straight in between like my crotch, mm -hmm. like without, like I can be sitting forward and literally you know, like right between your legs, shoot straight. So the trail actually kiddied right there. And that was the shot that I really wanted because um, it had been quartering away like hard. And I would have just rammed that thing from, from way back all the way up. Like, um, but he was milling around a little bit and like, I just didn't want to chance it. And I had, a, I had an opportunity to move. So what I did was I actually had to lift, I had to lift my arrow uh, or lift my bow so the arrow cleared that tree that was so close to me. Okay. So I lifted it and I actually have this footage too. I'll send it to you. Um, I grab my bow, I lift it over and then bring the cam around that, that limb that's coming up real tight. Yeah. And I shoot and then I pull back. So I'm literally just. That's, that's what I saw in the story. Yeah. And, and I thought that was the tree you were like essentially nope. the face of the stand. Oh, you thought I was turning around facing that. Yep. No, yep. the tree did a big fork. Okay, that makes sense to me. You were in a crowd. Okay, now, now and, I've got a, a, a painted picture. A, and a, that's another thing. I have that whole setup breakdown um, on my phone too. And for some reason, it didn't, it never queued and never finished uploading. So I'm going to toss that up there too. It might look weird to just be like, hey, here's a random, here's a random uh, footage of that setup, but it'll go on the story then in, in the highlight and you can actually watch it and see it. It's okay. pretty cool. Um, so it's one stick high. Yeah, it's, I mean, it probably ended up being like eight maybe eight feet, like from platform to, but where that buck was like, it's sloped up. So that buck was like eye level. Like there, sure. there was no, yeah. I mean like that, there was no drop in that arrow. Like the, um, you know, it was just like a complete broadside shot. Okay. So, so did you elect to stop the buck or did you just smack him on the walk? See, I never, yeah, I never stop him. Every time I've tried to stop a deer, I've missed it. Okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm not about that. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, so, but what had happened was when I had to clear that limb. Yes. And when I came to full draw, 
he heard something or he seen me with his peripheral. I don't, I don't know if he's seen me because he, I think he, a buck that old would have, would have bugged for sure, but he heard something and maybe I, I hit the, the limb or something. But when I came to full draw, he stopped and he looked over and I was like, Oh shit. I hope he did. But I'm anchored right now. And he's right behind a hedge limb. And I'm like, I hope he freaking doesn't turn around. But he was like, oh, no, I just heard something. I'm fine now. And he took one step outside of that limb, and I just I let her fly. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. Now, arrow smacks the deer. The deer runs off. Well, tell me what is going through your mind because you've texted me for the last couple of years. and like, dude, I don't know. I'm going to wait. Like, you know, you've had some, some, some horror stories, and, and did, you, did you feel pretty good at least right away? Talk me through what's going oh, through dude, your this, head. This, this is the most horrible part. <laughs> I, I literally – I, dude, I'm not, and I'm, and I have this too that I, I was going to release, but um, and I'm trying to be tr fully transparent. But at first, what initially went through my mind, because he literally did two bounds, Byron. He bound off and he stopped. Oh, and God. He turned around, and he turned around and looked, and I'm like, no, no fucking way in hell did I just miss that deer. Like, there, there was absolutely no way. And he's standing there, and I mean, I mean, and he's looking around, and he's like, he ain't hunched over. He ain't, he ain't nothing. I mean, now this, this arrow was screaming out of this bow and I got those iron wheels out of there uh, on there. I mean, and they're so sharp and like, I don't have lighted knocks anymore. Um, I couldn't see, like, I couldn't see, I just aimed, I aimed where I knew I needed to aim. I couldn't, I never seen the arrow actually go through the deer, Sure. but I heard a whap. Like, I mean, so that then I'm thinking, what's that? that deflating type, like you just, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't know, but, but so I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay. I'm like, and then he's just standing there. I'm like, so I actually knocked another arrow by him because I was like, Did you Oh yeah, dude. Something? I've, 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 I've machined I, in some deer. Oh no, no. I mean like he was out of range to shoot, but I thought, I mean, this is an old buck. I thought mm -hmm. for a second, he was like, did some, did, did somebody just blindside me? And he was going to circle back around. Uh, Cause I'm like, no way, dude, you missed him. How could this instantly, I wasn't even looking at the deer. I'm like, all right, all right, it, it's game on. I'm like, I'm like, I am going to kill you tomorrow. A hundred yards down the trail you just came in on. And like, you're going to like, you're going to be sorry. Like that was where my mind went. Like, like, um, you, you were playing the next move already. I was, I literally, I, I was in, which was a, which was bad because I look back at it and it's like, that's the worst thing you can do because I'm already, I told myself, I'm like, okay, all right, you missed him now. You got to, you got to capitalize this deer's a shooter. You got to get on him. You got to, you, you, you know, what are you going to do? And I had my whole game plan mapped out. And, um, and I thought the deer had even like left. I stopped even looking at him, which is a, is a ball drop. Cause you always want to keep your eyes on those things until they're completely gone and out of your vision. But he was in hedge. It's very hard to see him. Yeah. So I got the binos back up. And I'm like looking, and I'm looking, and I thought I seen his his tines way back in, through the through all the hedge, and I'm like, wait, is that him? Is he still standing there? Did he not go anywhere? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean that that's good if he's he would have surely if he was if he was spooked or whatever he would have been out of here. I said maybe he's hurting. So then I started thinking, and I'm like, well, screw this, I got to get down. So like I got down instantly. And went over, which I should have just waited if, if he was still out there, but I couldn't see him. I wasn't sure if it was him. I was like, I just need to find this arrow. Like, cause that's going to tell me whatever. And then I got down there and I actually ended up, well, first I, I'm going on tangents here, but first I, I, 
I went to look for blood right where I thought I'd see. Cause like right where he was standing, I'm like, in the way it lays out, it dips down. So that deer was no way he was going to see me, but I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get to that spot where he was standing. Because if he, if I hit him and he was standing there, it's going to be a bloodbath. Like th that was my, that was my initial thought. And I went there right off the bat, but you know how you are. You're in a tree, you're looking oh, at them. Yeah, you don't really know where they were. It was super thick. So then I just went, I'm like, all right, screw it. I went back and I went to the, the impact spot. And like from five feet away, I seen the arrow glowing red. Like, I mean, and it was, it sailed through him and went 15 feet past him. Like, you know, and went into the, into the dirt. So as soon as I seen that, I'm like, oh, that deer is freaking done. Like there is absolutely no way, no thought, no doubt in my mind. Um, and then I started looking around a little bit and I couldn't find that blood spot. And I'm like, what the, I'm like, you know, and I just couldn't, uh, you couldn't find any blood on the ground on the trail. He'd, he'd kind well, of, there was a, there, there was a huge, there was a huge, um, burst of blood. You know, like when you get that splatter effect mm -hmm. right at impact, right by the arrow. So there was that like burst right there. It was almost like somebody like, like you spit it out of your mouth. Um, and then about 15 feet behind that was the arrow. But then after that, was very 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 sparse now mind you this is like this is like knee high no oh. crp stuff inside of hedge and in this crp is all dude it's like auburn and dark red little straw like i'm like like it was it's like the worst stuff you can blood trail in yes. so i'm like oh my god like whatever i'm like jesus christ well then um you know and it was just it was very it was very minuscule, but turns out, I mean, with that hit too, and after talking to some people or whatnot, it was, um, it was, uh, it was a liver hit. So it was through and through on the liver. And, um, this deer Byron was so such a tank body and he was so fat. Um, I mean, I think that that hole just plugged up like instantly. Um, I mean, and he, he did end up, uh, I'm trying to think there was, so we backed out. Um, let me see here. Cause I, I poked around for a little while and then actually backed out. And after talking to a few people, um, decided to give him like that seven or eight hours. Like, and I even thought I bumped up a buck when I got up or whatever. So I just, I didn't want to rush it. I was like, okay, I got an awesome shot. I know he's dead. Typically I've found, you know, typically I find them right away, but I, at least in my mind, I was like, well, this, there's absolutely no way like this arrow put a hurting on them. And, um, and I knew I didn't, I didn't, th there was no guts, you know, but it was just, mm -hmm. a, it ended up being a straight liver shot. Um, and man, when I actually, when we actually found them and you know, you always, and even now, like I said, the unknown, I had no history with just had nothing. When he came through, I seen an awesome side. And I thought the two things that stand out in my mind was like, oh, he's got a, a, a killer beam, killer fours. And it looks like he has a common base on his left side. Like those are the three things I seen. And I was like, okay, after seeing that, like, it looked like a cow coming through the woods. And um, so instantly I was, I was, um, you know, fired up to shoot him, but you know, you never know what you're going to, what you're going to see coming up on your deer. Right. And then when oh, I, yeah. when we came up on him from the back, I mean, I was just like, Oh my God, look at that freaking. I mean, I actually measured it that, that weird tiny head was 14 and a half inches. 
Like it, 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 I mean, it was just so like, just the deer was just really cool, man. I remember just being very jacked when I got up on him. Um, his beam on the right side was like 26 plus a little over 26. I mean, like, so he oh, had, a wow. re- he had a really good swoop on that side. Um, you know, really good time length. He had a busted brow. Um, but the first thing that stood out to me too, was like, I mean, this thing was freaking just a, a cow and his face, Byron, Yeah, his face was just like huge and he was gray. And, and I remember, um, actually, uh, somebody, when I posted a or a couple of people actually, or a lot of people reached out to me and said that that deer looked old. And how old do you think it was? And I'm, you know, me, I'm always, and I'm always going on the young side and I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, and then talking to someone around the area, he's like, I have that, a shed of that deer from like three years ago, guaranteed. And he was like, at least a two and a half, like this deer for sure was, was six and a half, probably, probably even over that. Um, yeah. I mean, in the hoof on him, I mean, whole, I mean, just huge hoof, huge body, um, great early, early season Cape. I love those. And oh yeah, you, cool. you get more of the brown tan. Yeah. It was, it was cool character, man, too. It was just big common base and just, um, yeah, it was an awesome, awesome connection. So yeah. How far did he go? And, and was your shot better than expected? I, I guess so there was, there was literally nothing there was nothing different I would have done about the entire situation after like after it all plays through like seeing the shot on the deer it was directly center mass right where I would aim now since he was walking like it was just a tad it was a tad far back that was it Mm -hmm. he 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 actually ended up only going I'd probably say it was like 150 yards maybe okay um and and he he went right to a dry, well, so there's a creek bed or creek bed down there that goes to a main main river, and it was dried up, and there's like little puddles and stuff. He went right to the creek bed to a deadfall and and laid down right by the water. Like it was just, I mean, there was like just a puddle of water, but you could tell he probably and he probably walked there. Um, the uh, but yeah, I mean, looking at the shot placement, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I've crowded the shoulder for many many a times and and it's a fool's game to crowd that shoulder because i mean if he would have stopped on a, on a dime then and all of a sudden you're hitting that shoulder and so yeah so uh, the shot was good um nothing i would have changed with that but it was um and the back straps out of that thing man oh my goodness i saw the, i saw the pick the other day man Those <laughs> back straps for days man <laughs> Those, so, uh, Anna's got some uh, some fajitas, some taco recipes coming, right? Dude, yes, T- um, tacos for sure, man. I wish it was, I wish it was a little colder. I would have let it. Um, I tried to age it a little bit. Um, but these, uh, yeah, dude, tacos for sure. That's gonna be the first. That's gonna be the first meal. Haven't ate anything yet, but got some good. Um, throw them hindquarters in the in the slow cooker, and do the old. Um, get some get some Mexican spices on there. We're game on. Nice. Nice, man. Well, I want to wish you a a congratulations. Um, Just for me, I kind of have known, Oh, last year was a rougher year for you. And uh, to start this season out with a bang few days in out of state, 
the newer stand uh, that you you know your baby really putting it to the test and just kind of a heck of a kickoff you know for for Lone Wolf Custom Gear and yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where like, yeah, last year, man, I it was an awesome year and a horrible year at that too. And I think it was a big thing just, you know, I mean, between stress and just a lot of bullshit. But um uh yeah, I mean it was nice to nice to get one on the board, but honestly, I'm not even it's weird, uh just enjoying being out there this year and just trying to, you know, use that time, you know, time to get away a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, that's a that's a heck of a big buck breakdown. Um, I yeah, and and I would uh, we're gonna post uh, oh maybe a couple of these videos that we've talked about here in your story, and I definitely would encourage people to to be checking that out. Um, Cody, anything else you you wanted to to throw in here on on today's podcast? Uh no, man. I think that's pretty much. Uh, I mean, it's cool to just get the story out there and. Um, and, you know, like we talked about, if anybody wants to see um, kind of that, that story unfold a little bit and, or, or see it, you know, the, see the buck up close and personal, see the, you know, bumping that, that first deer and, and the setup and just go check out the highlights on, um, on my Instagram page and I'll be throwing up some, some more stuff there and, you know, just like I'm doing here with Iowa. Uh, the next hunt has began and I'm going to try and document the entire season. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's been a, it, it's been fun to watch. I almost sometimes like some of the little commentary and I love the setup videos just cause like, I don't know, I kind of geek out on some of that little, the, the ambush points and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I was like, Oh, I had a good idea. I'm like, Hey, every setup I'm going to like do a, Hey, today's setup and this is what it looks like. And I like, you know, but I'm like, Oh shit. Then I got to get out of the tree to actually film the setup and then get back in the tree to take it out. And I'm all, I'm always like one done. So I like, I go up, hang it, come down and it's down. And I'm like, oh, it's too much time. So, so I, I scratched that one, but I've been thinking about, um, when, when time allows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's what, like when I obviously, when I killed that buck, that's when I went down and I was like, okay, well, here's the setup. Cause I left it up there. I'm like, you could see how high I am, whatever. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right, Kurt, Cody, curveball question. I, I didn't prep you for this. This is a, a fitness meets deer hunter uh, question. I noticed once season got in, I'm starting to scout. You know, I'm doing a lot of scouting right now. I don't have the bead yet on, on anything that I'm I'm truly happy with. And, I, dude, I will tell you this. And I've done a, a couple like little scouts before work where I'm just you know, I'll pull a card in the dark and then walk a little bit of transition or something or or, or whatever. My hamstrings are. <laughs> on fire dude yeah and and i don't know if it's because like i can't like i'm walking in the timber and i'm doing like elevation or it's the uneven footing but dude like i think my i think i need to step it up in the gym and be doing something to to, to compensate for this dude you need to start working that posterior a little bit okay well get, get hit me with a couple tips here before before we jump off dude i would you know i mean i would start doing some um some glute ham raises and some, some Bulgarian split squats, man. Like if you ask me, like, in my opinion, there is no better posterior or actually overall leg crusher that will, you know, prep you for anything you're doing than Bulgarian split squats with, with, with weight. You can hold weight in both hands. You can hold weight in one hand. You can put weight on your shoulder. Like 
whatever you do is going to be miserable either way. And just <laughs> take those puppies to failure. And then once you can't go anymore, drop the weight and do some more. Like okay. that right there, I mean, is going to be – and even if it's lightweight, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm always game to do do volume and, and, and working stuff till failure. So I will, I will definitely – I need to step it up, man. Those are – yeah, those are good, man. Um, uh, yeah, and I do a lot of that. It's probably just, you know, not used to freaking – the elevation definitely does that too, going up. Like it'll, it'll you get a little hammy burn in there for sure. Yeah, it's a different than than a true walking motion. But yeah, I thought I thought I'd throw that curveball right up your alley. Deer scouting meets fitness. I, I, I had personal question had to ask. Oh hell yeah, man! That's that's keep keep trucking, keep them coming. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think at this point, let's let's wrap her up here and, and wish the people best of luck here in this mid-October time frame. And uh, we're going to try and get, you know, we kind of have a standing time slot that, that when hunting doesn't disrupt, we, we're going to hopefully keep these coming. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're going to try and be more consistent, but dude, it's, it is the chase, you know, it's on. So um, hopefully the next episode, we'll be talking to Byron about his, his kill or the old man or, or, or whatnot. So um look forward to it, man good luck to everybody out there and be sure to send us your photos when you do get something because man we love to feature those things absolutely be sure to tag lone wolf custom gear on instagram to get featured on our fan fridays cody i think we're good yep all right we'll see you all right have a good one guys